What's up, everyone? We're back. Trash Talk. Did I just scare you there? I'll, I'll introduce him quick as we start up. We've got a bit of a foursome going on here. we got Mark Worthington, of course. Don't raise your eyebrows at a foursome, Worthington. Probably not the first mate, time. Mate, it's not the first time oh for you to start off. this after a little hiatus. We have just jumped straight into the gutter right where we left off. We're here with Mark Worthington Corey Homicide Williams and SD from Three Wide No Cover. Welcome, SD. Oh, boys, I now I know I've made it. I'm on trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone that talks a lot of trash, we've got to get them on the podcast. And we're going to run through a whole bunch of stuff today, give you a little bit of a preview on the upcoming international games and a bit of a rundown on the ones that have just taken place. But before we jump into all the basketball talk, how have you guys been? It's been too long. What, six, seven weeks now? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been good. It's been different because there's been so much that's happening in the basketball world and I know, it's weird not seeing you guys every week. Yeah, well we say no. We still talk every week, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the we just trash don't get talk paid to most, talk shit every week. Most definitely doesn't stop. But we've also got homicide. You might think why his voice is a little rumbly at the moment. He's actually in the airport on his way for the game tonight, Canada and New Zealand. Homicide, what's your uh, departure time? Well, Ten thirty. We can club. In the oh, Qantas club, okay. Uh, there we go. Is sports been paying that one, or is that the NBL? Yeah, that's the NBL. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. So now, yeah, coming from now, Esther, you're a horse racing expert, mm. ex jockey, frustrated basketballer, as you guys are frustrated <laughs> jockeys. So exactly. Bang. 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 Well, tell you what, you'd probably do a better job shooting a three than I would have killing a horse if I jumped on its back. Where though, of course, we'll throw you in that one. <laughs> Have you have you watched much basketball? I do. I love all sports. I love watching highlight reels of uh, any um, gifted athletes, and uh, obviously the NBL and NBA are uh, outstanding uh, sports. So uh, always nice to watch them and follow the Aussies in particular, especially when they head abroad. It's a big weekend coming up. What do you like this weekend? Well, it was a great weekend last weekend because, you know, Bivouac uh, was able to get uh, the job done in the three-year-old Colson Gallery. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Esther, you don't make it bring out Exhilarates was racing. fantastic. What about Mystic Journey? She shortened up in the Cox Plate <laughs> favouritism. Oh, we're talking about, uh, is it New Zealand playing tonight or if Australia? If we have to bring the taser out on you again, Esther, this is the last time we've told you, you can't be talking about racing if it's a sports bet basketball podcast. Avilius, follow Avilius in the wing stakes <laughs> on the weekend. But no, uh, looking forward to uh, the likes of Paddy Mills, Joey Ingalls, uh, Andrew Bogan. Um, obviously getting involved and lighting up for Australia. But there's a young fella on the way up and um, his name is Jock uh, La- uh, Landale, I think it is. Uh, he's, he's, the, it. he's the new Jock guy. Landale, yeah, young bloke, 20-year-old filly, I think he Tell is. me a bit about him because all, that's all I'm hearing about here at Sportsbet is Jock. Well, he's an absolute jet. Look, he's developed a long way from Europe. We saw Jock Landale at St Mary's and Andrew Gaze even came out on the commentary and said he thought there is no way when Andrew com- when Andrew coached this bloke back in Melbourne, there is no way that he ever pulls on the green and gold. And he's gone over to St Mary's. He's worked his ass off under Randy Bennett. He's gone over to Serbia. I believe it was at Partizan. He played at Partizan. Played at Partizan and just developed into the beast that we see out there today. Homicide, what did you, what did you see from Jock and... Was there anyone else out there? Do you see him as the future in terms of that centre position once Bogut steps aside? I think Jacques Landell is the future of NBA, NBL, Australian basketball, outside of Ben Simmons. But Jacques Landell is a fucking absolute stud. He has a great touch around the basket. He plays good defence. He's active. He's tough. He can shoot the three as well as put the ball in the hole. Like, he, this guy's fearless, and he's only 23 years old. 
You know, he went to Summer League, killed it, absolutely annihilated Summer League. NBA teams are all on him. However, he could not sign a deal in the NBA due to his commitments with Zalgiris in Lithuania. So um, he's done a two-year deal with them. And, um, you know, sky's the limit for him. As soon as he's done in Lithuania, just know he's going to the NBA. Oh, he's only got – yeah, he's got one max two years over in Lithuania. I'd be surprised if they could even hold on to him for that second year. I'm not sure whether he'll come back and play Summer League, but you're definitely going to see him in the NBA soon. Anyone else that jumps out for you, ST, or just the uh, – What about the coaching systems? I mean, uh, from, a, from just a, um, a recliner lover of basketball, <laughs> not in depth, um, systems in place to take on the world's best. Um, have we improved with our coaching and uh, mm. the game style that we're going to play? Because we seem to get close and then we just <laughs> fail at the last hurdle. Well, that seems to be a recurring theme in Australian yeah. basketball on the world stage for a long time now. Well, I don't think we can take anything out of the two games that we played against Canada. And this is just a little bit of inside knowledge of what happens in a lead-up tournament, like leading up to a massive tournament like the World Champs or the Olympics is you don't show what you've got. No. You don't show your hand. Right. And so uh, Mike Brown, who's the assistant with the Golden State Warriors, he's sitting in the crowd in Perth scouting Australia for the world champs and the games that are coming ahead. So I remember a game where we were playing against France and all we were allowed to do was run transition and one certain play. That was it for the entire game. Now, if you're a basketball player, you know how frustrating that is. And when you play at that level, teams work out how to defend something fairly quickly. So now it becomes a bit of a struggle and grind. And I remember everyone's going, oh, I don't know if this team's going to win a game like at the World Champs or the Olympics, which one, yeah. of, whatever one it is. But there's a little cat and mouse going on right now. And I can see a little cat and mouse being played in these upcoming games as well with the USA and what's going ahead. So... The, the first, we lose by 20 points in game one, and we'll recap that in a second. And then the Twitter universe and the social media universe is like, fuck Lamanus, get him out of here. <laughs> he can't coach. But then when you sit back and you have a look at it and you're like, okay, if I really think about the game, did we change our on-ball pick-and-roll coverage at all? Nope. No. Did we get out of the two or three sets that I watched that entire game? Nope. And so what was the purpose of the game? The purpose was to get the guys together to run up and down the court. Essentially, it's like a Monday night MSAC league game with only minimal structure, but starting to build that chemistry, what combinations work, because we went through the entire roster of playing. Everyone got their little slice of the pie. Who showed up? Who made things happen? And going back to what you said, Jock Landau was the guy that was the standout of making things happen and getting in the right spot at the right time and finishing plays where a couple of the NBL guys just struggled with that next step up level of athleticism and speed. They did, and on the topic of scouting, it was the same thing when I played for you know the under 17s, especially in the under 17s. They didn't play; they barely put me on the court during the uh, pre sort of tournament games. And then, unfortunately, the same thing continued actually for the World Cup. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not sure whether it was scouting or whether I just fucking sucked. So, <laughs> but uh, am I missing something here? But you can practice transitions, pick and rolls, defensive side, all that sort of stuff. But unless you're playing together and gelling together and understanding how one another works, how are you meant to get it right just at the last minute? Well, it's tough. And, and there's the thing that worries me. You actually picked up on a good point there, Steve, because that's the thing that worries me. 
because Canada's coming in at the same position as the Boomers on this, and they rested Fangos in the second game, and I understand that there were Australians rested as well, but Canada look like they've gelled, they're together. You can only make so much improvement in that sense, and we talk about not bringing in sets, and we're not getting coached by Greg Popovich here. It's Lamana, so it's a fairly simple set when we talk about the flow. It does worry me a little bit, and we mentioned before we came on air, were though, that maybe our expectations, we still have the expectations that this is a fully stacked team with Simmons, Bolden, Brokoff, all of these guys. We're not with them. We don't have them. We're not going to have them for the World Cup. So I think, it, and, and it sucks to say, and I feel like a pessimist, but I think we somewhat have to adjust our expectations that we're not coming into this tournament with the same team that we were expected to come in, but our expectations have not changed. And the ACCC would also say yeah. <laughs> that it's not happening with fake advertising as it would be. The thing that, oh, we'll put that to the side, and with everyone complaining about, all right, we don't have the team that was put on paper. You know, we've had some pretty massive outs. Yeah. Um, you think that Ryan Brokoff is the biggest huge, out. Huge, huge. He's I, the glue guy. I, I still think Ben Simmons is the biggest out because you can put Paddy and Joe uh, around him. You can put shooters around him to play. Um, I just still feel optimistic that the core group of Bogut, Baines... Uh, Ingles, Delavadova, Mills. Who have been together for a long time. Have been together a long time. That can flow again at any stage. And you've got enough scoring there and playmaking and rebounding to make it work. And they're pretty much across the board great defenders as well. I get worried about the depth. That's when I think we miss the other guys. Ryan Brokoff, Ben, Dante... Uh, and Jonah, like Jonah, we'll talk about Jonah as well. That's a huge out. But what do you see, homicide from the group? I mean, everything you just said is spot on. However, you know, with guys not being able for whatever reason to play with the Boomers this World Cup, you have guys like Chris Golden, Mitch Creek. These guys have opportunity now to step up. It's not always going to be the usual suspects. You know, whoever usually makes the difference in the team. It's never the guys that's really starting. You know what they're going to get. Those are the guys that are scouted heavily. You know what they're going to give you. It's other guys coming off the bench. What are they willing to contribute in the game when they're in there? You're on a national team for a reason. You need to put on when you have an opportunity to, and these guys have an opportunity now. They have to step up. That's what it's going to come down to. For me, you know, with every other team, you know the usual suspects. They've been there, but it's not them. It's the others that have to step up. Now, SD, you, you'd know a couple of the older names of Australian basketball. You're Andrew Gazers, you're mm. Shane Hills. Yep. Now, one of the other greats, Luke Longley, mm. who's the assistant coach for the Australian team, came out and said that this group will be the best shooting group that Australia's ever seen. Right, big goal. When you think about... He's come out and he said that there's actually five shooters on this team. Now, we all know we're going to actually speak on some comments from the great man Andrew Gaze later on, but yeah. he's come out and said, spoke about how good of a shooter Andrew Gaze and Shane Hill was you know, back in their Olympic days. And he's come out and said that there are five players, up to five players on this team that shoot better than Andrew Gaze and Shane Hill. Now, we're not sure whether he was talking about that in the metrics of the drills that they do or what it is, right. but pretty bold comments. So question then, if they've got five great shooters... Who's top of the food chain? 
what's your pro- what's your process on game day? Who do you go to? Do you just use the five, or do you actually have a platform that you're working off in training and whatnot? And who's at the top of the food chain? Well, you got to go well, to Mills. Paddy Mills is Paddy Mills is our. I mean, we spoke about it. Give him the rock and get the fuck out of the way. He's, He's the most player. underappreciated player that we've had in Australian basketball. Top three: Mills one. Who would you go to second? Probably took, Joe Ingles. Probably Joe, Joe Ingles. Shooting. Yep. 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 And then Chris yeah. Goulding, probably third. Goulding Chris and Glidden, Golden you probably third. put them on the same yep. sort of same sort of thing. If we're talking on a spot-up scale, I'm probably going Glidden. If we're talking make his own shot, I'm going Goulding. So I've got a question for Homicide there. You've got all these egos all coming together and naturally gifted athletes that all like to play a role and individually like to take control at some stage. How do you get them all on the same page off the court? Do you have a meeting? Do you rip the lid off a few slabs and just get on the piss <laughs> and say, boys, we're well, in this together. Uh, well, homicide, what well, would you do to get the gang all together and on the same page? Well, for me, one thing, I haven't had a lot of opportunity and time to be around the boomers, but one thing they take pride on is we're all playing for the same country. They take pride in the green and gold, and they understand it's team. There's no ego in that. So everybody drops their ego. Plus, you know, with that within that group, Bogan's the OG. The leadership group is solid and tight, and they have built a foundation on it's about us as a team, not as any individual. So if you ever even thought about coming in with the ego, that shit gets parked at the door. You know what I mean? Starting with Bogan. You got Mills. You got Baines. You got Delvado. You have a uh, an Ingles. You know what I mean? You have a, a, a core leadership group that ensures that that Ego shit gets checked at the door. So well, it's no problem sharing the ball with that group. Talking about ego shit getting checked at the door, it appears that that may or may not have taken place. And now I'm going to jump over to the comments by Andrew Gaze, which now Andrew Gaze is not a headline grabber. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before, you, before you get to that, I thought you were going to go down the route of the OG getting every one of the Boomers player to call Corey Carey that was at cool. the bus. That was cool. And that was definitely, we're going to give Bogut all the credit for that. Called him Carey. Oh. And uh, you know what? Credit to you, Homicide. Aaron, you just Aaron Baines called him Carey 13 times in a fucking interview. Yeah, so that was, that was hilarious as hell. And you also, you know, that's got Bogut written all over it. Yeah. Know? I'm all for the banter. It was all good. I think if you can give it, you better be able to take it. That's hey, just all fun. That's the sport, thing. So it's pretty cool. But I got something for his ass. <laughs> uh, you already know it. This, hey, I can't this wait. This going back and forth. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. But jumping on those comments from Andrew, and as I said, he's not a headline grabber. He's not the sort of dude to just come out here and say something. In my opinion, if it's not factual or he has some decent foundation behind it. And he's come out and said, I'm not sure the exact wording of the quote, but it was along the lines that Jonah Bolden is protecting his brand as pulled out of the boomers because he didn't want to be playing behind Jock Landau. Now, I've known Jonah for a long time and I know he's got pretty good character. I reckon he's a fantastic dude. But when you look at this and when you get comments like that coming from a guy like Andrew Gaze and then you look Who's back to- Who's a habitual fence sitter. Habitual fence sitter. Loves mm. sitting on the fence. Lives on the fence because he's, he's a non-confrontational dude. He doesn't drink. He's, he's just a nice dude. He's, <laughs> he's just a non-confrontational, super nice guy. But there's where it makes it interesting for me because, you know, I sort of, I, I sit back and I think, you know what, maybe maybe that is the case. You, you look at Jonah Bolden, he stepped back from UCLA when there were some issues with playing time and positioning there. And now he's done the same thing with the Boomers. Is, is, it, is this an issue and is this going to affect Olympic selection? Because if that's the case, you'd think that he's ruled himself out for the Olympics. So he's called him out. What do you think the reaction will be? 
mean, the reaction is not going to be anything. Jonah Bowman pulled out for whatever reason. He pulled out. We could only speculate and assume he's never going to come out, even if that was true. And I'm not saying it's true, but even if it were true, he's not going to come out and say that. You know, think about it. That's just one reason you can say, you know, just personal reasons. You know, I just want to get ready for the season or whatever. Can't nobody question that. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Maybe he felt like, all right, fuck it. I don't want to play behind anybody in the league. I don't want to play behind nobody. I want to play more minutes, but that's just not what it is. So, you know, and I'm not saying that's what it is. But but if it is that, well, it is what it is. I mean, this kid is, is playing great basketball in the first two games. You know, from talking to some of the boomers, he put his stamp at boomers training camp from day one. I'm all about business and getting buckets. That's what Jock Landale did. And, and, you know, when it's when it's translating on the court in the two games, regardless of his exhibition games or not, yo, he, that, that's his spot, period. I, um, I found the comments interesting in the sense that I could understand where, what Drew was saying. I also felt sorry for Jonah Bolden during the two games. He had 11 minutes in game one uh, where he, he only had two points, two rebounds, zero assists and two turnovers in 11 minutes. And then in game two, he had 12 points, five rebounds, two assists in 18 minutes. He was sort of the X factor that turned it around in the third quarter and got the things going. And it made the Australian public like excited, like this is our guy that can change the game. The That's way why it was that such he plays. a shock, and it was, yeah. of course we had players out, so we had more of an opportunity to jump up there. But if you're a young buck, man, you got to you got to pay your dues with that. And if it is true, and we don't know if it is, we don't know. And that, let's stress that as uh, well. I'm not throwing we Jonah under the bus here. I'm just saying that the comments to me mean more coming from Andrew Gaze than they do coming from some other journalist or whatever. Yeah, but if or SD. If, if, yeah, or SD. But <laughs> what's the right thing to do then if you're the coach or you're the leadership group of this team trying to get a result for Australia? Do you get around him and nip it in the bud and put the fire out and say this is where you belong and what role you're going to play? I think it's too late for that. I think this close to the World Cup, if, if this sort of incident yeah. comes up three, four months before the World Cup, then you nip it in the bud and you try to deal with it. But at this point, you've got to do everything right now because we don't have the talent that we were going to have. We've got to make up for that in that sort of brotherhood, family that sort of thing, getting guys on board. And if you're not, you're not all bought in at this point, then yeah, you're just not get on out board. of there. I, I sort of it said like, yesterday. I said it's, yesterday. There's no time for none of that. It's, it's, it's right around the corner. And I said yesterday on Twitter, I think it was, I just said, while it's a big blow to lose someone as talented as what he is, they've sort Hello. of been, they've sort of been like the next man up mentality. Yeah. Forever and a day. And so while it is sad to see him not play and represent Australia for the first time in a major competition, someone else will step up and do the job. Yeah, no doubt. And, and we've hope. never been dependent on an individual or a player. Someone's always Hello. stepped up and we've lost Corey. We're having a bit of trouble there with Corey. Okay. I think he's going Hello. through customs right Hello. now. <laughs> so when you say someone else no. will step up, yeah. but they're not at his level <laughs> listening to you boys yeah. and is that where we've fallen over in the past getting to the pointy end getting back to playing and winning the the ultimate goal there we go. right um so who's going to step up how, how do you replace someone like that 
Well, there's the issue. And you're replacing, I think at the moment, it's probably more of a defensive replacement. And that's well, where we been... get into the talk at the moment, which is super interesting with the guy that is being talked to potentially replace him, which is coming out of completely left field, David Barlow. Oh, I thought you were about to say me. <laughs> but it, it, I'm on the equal level of shock. And I love Dave Barlow. And I, I actually reckon it's a really good fit. If that is the case, and an interesting one here, shout out to Joe's from NBL Pocket Podcast for noticing this one. But David Barlow is currently listed on the Boomers roster on the FIBA website. I mean, you know, David that, Barlow... That's an interesting you know, typo. David Barlow's been there before and done it. That's a quality yeah. person to... You know what you're getting. In. You know, you also have Mitch Creek as well. Guys have opportunity now to step up. Look what happened. Mitch Creek wasn't on the team a week ago. You know, very unfortunate what happened with Xavier Cooks. Mitch gets an opportunity on. And now Jonah Bolin departs. And, you know, it just seems like there's more and more of an opportunity for Mitch Creek to get on this court. You bring Barlow in, that's cool too. You know what Barlow's going to get. He's been there before. You know, but again, this is an opportunity for Mitch Creek as well. No, I think, I think it's huge. And look, this could be an interesting bit of a Cinderella story for Mitch Creek being left out of the team. And now with Jonah pulling out, he's going to have much more of an opportunity. But due to time constraints, we'll jump over to the games that are coming up with Team USA. The ones that have been marketed, the big bill, the main event, Team USA taking on Australia. Now, as a, as a casual recliner fan, SD, I'll get you to jump in here. And a lot of fans are not happy with the USA team that has been presented to us. Yep. So I'm going to list off some names that are on the team. And just as a casual fan, you know, casual NBA watcher, I want to tell you if you recognize them. And you'd be happy. Well, tell, tell us what team they play pay, for Paying substantial money. Well, give me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As give the eye roll happens. Clearly Go a setup. Go so on. we'll jump through. Harrison Barnes. Right. Who does he play for? No. Nah. Jalen Brown. Bulls. <laughs> Joe Harris. Jazz. Kyle Kuzma. Spurs. Brooke Lopez. No. Nah. <laughs> Chris Middleton. Golden State. Donovan Mitchell. No. Mason Plumley. Celtics. Marcus Smart. <laughs> no. Jason Tatum. No, you got me. Miles Turner. No. Kemba Walker. Walker can't help you there. Derek White. Bulls. Yep, you're, you're, you're an Ofer. You Ofer. did really well. Now, see, there's so- the issue. Because this game was marketed to general right. NBA fans. So, so as a punter listening to yeah. Trash Talk, and I want to have a bet. I want yeah. to have a bet, right? Push me into something. US have clearly got their B team in, what we're saying here. Ooh, B, B or C. C, D, C. I'm not sure D. how far down does the yeah. alphabet go. Right. So my opposition, Australia, is can I rule out USA winning this? No. You can't rule them out. a punt? No. You Why can't. not then? Because if you look at our roster... You might not know the names, but for the the basketball fans that do know, Donovan Mitchell is an out and out. Every star. player on that USA team is a walk up starter for the Boomers. For the Boomers, for the Australian team. So people have to remember okay. this, and it's also maybe a little bit more Good. dangerous because sometimes when you bring in these veterans, you're talking LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. If they're playing in an exhibition game, mm. they don't give a fuck. They really don't care about an exhibition game. Roger they're that. about the World Cup. That's what they came to play. Whereas these guys, there's a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Everyone's been laying shit on this team for a long time saying, oh, how are these guys? This is an opportunity to lift their dockets lift up. Lift their dockets. Their value. They're young guys. There's quite a few right. guys that are here that are heading into contract years. So, so they want to light it up. They want to light it up. So this, for me, actually should push Australia's odds out further 
than if we were playing a superstar lineup because this team wants to play and they're going to want to win to show that. Yeah, so this, you, isn't, this isn't a big USA team. top four, Australia, yeah, you got them in the top four. Who else? Give me another two teams that I want to be having a fun Serbia, on. Serbia. Serbia, yeah. I do, probably. Interesting, Greece. Gre- I think Greece. Greece is, could be a smoky. Greece oh, right now, I'm not sure their exact odds right now for the World Cup, but they are a serious They've got smoky. the best player, the, the, the reining MVP of the NBA. Close oh, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he to play for him. There's oh, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's his god. Yeah. Pardon but, I mean, there is... There is plenty still to like about this Team USA team. I think they. you're right. The one reason that Australia could get them and I think should get them is, A, we've had the two practice matches. So you think Australia should win these games against USA or at least one of them? At least one of them, yes. Jeez. Wow. Jeez. And I'm saying, I'm saying that, and this is my logic, we've had two practice games against Canada. Mm-hmm. Team USA just came in 48 hours ago. So they get, they've had one practice session yesterday. They'll have a practice session. Is that not normal? Or is it just hard to get this group of players in earlier? It's just hard. And a stop-start sport like basketball, just it really it really right. puts some weight on the legs. So you're thinking yeah. they'll be underdone early? I think the legs might be a little bit heavy. A lot of them have never been to Australia before. That's a... I mean, Homicide can tell us that's a hell of a trip. He just, when did you get back, mate? Like two weeks ago? A week ago? Yeah, it's it a mess- hell of a trip. But Team it- USA will win both games. Let's cut the bullshit. Think that's what I'm saying. Thank you, Homicide. And let's cut the bullshit. They're going to win. Pangos, they're going to drop one. If Pangos would have played game two, Australia would not have won. Let's keep it a buck. Keep <laughs> it a buck here. They would not have won. But we, uh, Patty and Bogut didn't play game two either. And guess what? What? They played game one and took a loss. Pangos was the key. We just coach sat him down, right? I'll tell you what. USA is not losing when they play. They're not losing. Right now, they've got the line set at 12.5. I think what? the USA, what the line is, is 12.5. 12, 12. Gamble responsibly. What is that line? Gamble, Gamble responsibly. The Gamble line is 12.5, and I think the team USA eclipsed that line. Really? How much is the line? 12.5. 12.5. Okay, maybe maybe right, because... They will win by, right? Yeah. Maybe because I'm a former boomer. And how much? How much is There's, it? You've got pride on the line. I've, got, I've yeah. got more than just a bet. I've got a bit of pride on the line. And I, I know. And, and I... <laughs> and I oh, mate, I can't... If you've never been in that system, I don't think you can fully understand what it means. I understand. And, I mean, I understand your point. And, you know, I totally understand your and point. And the fact that this has been built up... And now they're saying, all right, if I'm a Boomers team member right now, I'll be like, fuck those guys for not coming over. If this is a team, if this is a team you want to send over, fuck them. We're going to put 60,000 people in our stadium cheering for us. And we're going to win. And we're going to fucking win. There's my, I now, wow, there's really? my issue. I don't know whether they're going to be cheering for us or what are these the fans. What there's are a lot of people in Australia that are so American basketball orientated that they might have been there in Team USA. I think when, I mean, they're going to be oohing and ahhing in the fucking warm-ups when they're doing their windmill yeah. dunks and all that. But when it comes down to it, <laughs> they're going to be... Yeah, but when it comes down to it, up, if you don't we're fucking up. follow Australia in these games and you're Australian... Fucking, you lose your citizenship. Yeah, I was about to, you get, you you had to pull an Alan Jones then. Revoked. <laughs> and one of the most important questions from uh, the undercover brothers out at Frankston want to know, <laughs> which teams are going to punch on first? 
Butch team's absolutely going to just light it up and just physically, physically punch on and just... At know. the World Cup? Yeah. The just, Philippines, obviously. The Philippines. Right. Yeah, are they, they're Mate, not in it. They, they, are. they are in it. Oh, right. Good punch did, on. Did, did you see the fight between the Philippines and Australia? <laughs> Mate, it was outstanding. It was just oh, arms and legs, cock and ribs. Fashion. It was just good all over the fashion. Chair throwing. <laughs> all of dispute. Yeah. No, um, but... Oh, you've got me. Fuck you, homicide. You got me pissed off. <laughs> I think no, 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 but I think and, and look, as much as it's different, I don't have the. Pride. Did we think? Did we think Canada, Canada had a shot before game one? Yes. Yeah. You thought against Canada, Australia. You thought Canada had a shot. Yes. Definitely. Come on, man. To beat Australia, Ali. most definitely. No, most definitely, and I told a lot of people at six dollars fifty, Canada were amazing what, odds why is that? in What's that first form? game, and they won. <laughs> what have they got? They've Go just I'm not really not sure. They've got the, one of the best coaches in basketball, and Nick Nurse, right? Which is which is a Hello. start, but I just wasn't a huge fan of the Australia's pepper, preparation for it. Mm. I think there's been so much, and one of my main arguments for Canada winning was that Australia's focus in this one is to beat USA. 650. That's where their mind's at. Their mind is leading up to Marvel Stadium. That's what they've all been talking about, and I know they've all been talking about this. They're not worried too much about the Canada game. Sponsored by the Mighty Sports Bet, Sponsored by the too. Mighty Sports well, Bet as well. You've got to back the underdog in there. Yes. And you know what? Sports Bet might have been paying a bit too much for the sponsorship if punters had a back Canada in that one at $6.50. It would have turned out to be an expensive venture. Yeah, why well, are you upset there, were they? What's wrong, mate? Oh, you got me flustered. Hey, flustered? Like... Well, and I like that, but you know what? Maybe if Passion's more of the Boomers players right now were as passionate as you are about representing the jersey, we'd have a pretty fucking good team out there, but the passion that you show right now hello. doesn't appear... Hello, homicide. The passion that you show <laughs> right now does not appear to be the overriding factor at the moment. And I know back in the day, there was a huge amount of that. And I know whenever people speak about the Boomers jersey, and I think there are dudes on the team that have it. You talk about Joe Ingles, Paddy Mills, Deliver Dover. That's a huge factor for him. There's no way Joe Ingles is missing a World Cup or any sort of international contest. Or Patty. Or Patty. Or Delhi. So maybe that's what we or need. Baines. You know what? Maybe you're not the worst yeah, that's, if, that's, yeah. if, that's, if that's your core group, then the yeah. rest fall into line. Hmm. I hope so, because Jonah didn't fall into line by the sounds of it on Gazy's comments. Yeah, well, Literally right now. Well, hopefully. But would you, ra- would you rather Jonah out now and, and yeah, do yeah, a self- right. maybe it's a selfless thing and pull out now if you don't feel like you're going to be Fully invested, pull out now, allow someone like Dave Barlow to be able to come in and take that spot. Because I'll tell you what, I really like the addition of Dave Barlow. And this is the other thing. If that is the case, if that's what's going to happen. This is the other thing. Joe Ingalls can play a four internationally. Joe Ingalls can play wherever the hell Joe Ingalls likes. Because he, if you remember back to the last Olympics, they played a little bit. I can't hear you. They played. No, no, you've got to go to the departure gate before, about 30 minutes before the flight. And then. Joe Ingalls played a little bit of the four at Rio and it sort of changed around that now we had a playmaker in the four spot and in the flow offense, someone who has a handles, can shoot the ball well, it sort of opened up the court a little bit more and allowed them to be more free-flowing. So, I don't know, like I said, Jonah's a big blow to our aspirations of a medal. But... I don't think it matter who you bring in at this point. And I love that Dave Barlow, ex-teammate. I've done World Cups and uh, Olympics with Dave. Awesome that he's got himself in a position to be back in the team after what would almost be what? Well, I remember saying that all year. Was Six uni- or eight years the ago. The year that I played with him at United, he had a back injury the entire season. He wasn't himself. Yeah, You could barely do anything. Everyone was saying, oh, this might be his last year. It's like as soon as he got better from that... One of the most improved players in the league. Most importantly, what's going to be the halftime entertainment in between these matches? Meatloaf. 
Really? No, probably not. <laughs> we've, seen, yeah, we've seen some crackers over the time. Obviously, you've got your uh, aerobatics uh, with the bouncing on the mini tramp and Duncan and the It's, been, it's overkill the with the aerobatics for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, you get your $50,000 three. Well, what can we do to light it up this year? We've got well, any ideas it? for the people that are going to watch the punters. What can we do to light it up at half Well, judging by the price of the ticket, it better be ACDC. Because that might just restore oh, faith from the fans, but I'm not sure. We haven't. We haven't. That's a great point because we haven't heard about mm. anything. There's got to be some sort of. It's an opportunity for this to be an unbelievable event. Put the show on the road and get people involved in it because it's just heading north. Like uh, NBA is unbelievable. So what can we do half time to keep them there and say, "Geez, this is a great event." How long does it take to get a camel down from Darwin? That's a good question. Well, the game's do. on Thursday. We'll be able to get it for the Saturday. We'll uh, get Luke Hodge in his uh, now, retirement. Now, you said life camel. No. I know. It's a great question. I, I think there's going to be someone huge coming out and playing at halftime. Well, Red, <laughs> that's probably a good thing Red, because there's no one huge coming out and playing during the regular game. Red Panda. So. Oh, Red Panda. Bring Red Panda. Do you if know you're about a, Red Panda? Can't tell me. If you're me. an NBA fan and you don't know who Red Panda is, then you obviously don't watch enough League Pass. Oh. Red Panda is a, a lady that rides a unicycle and flips bowls from her foot up into her head. Flips oh, bowls. Now we're talking. And she, she flips gets, bowls? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? <laughs> pretty much any day of the week, she'll be in a different city doing the same routine all the way along, and Red it starts Panda. off starts off with what, like three, three plates, and then, and then it bowls, gets up, whatever they are, and then it moves up to about to, twenty. Yeah, and it gets up to like eleven. She, she's on a unicycle, flips a leg up. They all land on her head, one after the other. Perfect, quite and And we're shocked every time that none of the bowls like, are broken. How the fuck does she do that every day of the week? Now the Harlem Globetrotters were great entertainment. Can we think about something like that, an Australian version of something like that, to entertain the kids and the families, that sort of stuff? The basketball Homicide's game at probably the halftime of the basketball uh, game. Best yeah. to commentate on the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, right. well, I think I'm we might have lost Homicide. <laughs> on the, uh, I think you might have jumped on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> no Tricks, well, skills. Um, I reckon it's going to be a band. Personally, I think there's going to be a band that comes out and plays at halftime. Oh, but see, with the, with the way that they've advertised it so far, I reckon that they would have said someone's coming out. I just don't think that they'd be able to keep that under the rug for that long. If it I, was, if it was, I think someone, they've gone into crisis mode. This is this is my theory, because just trying all, to keep people happy. Yeah, once I think it will be a nice surprise if someone massive comes out. Well, you've got to look at who's touring at the time, and I'm sure you could, you could put some research into it maybe. Fleetwood like, Mac is currently touring. Remember yeah, Lionel Richie came out of the all. AFL Grand Final when yeah. they had no one after... That was after the drawn Grand Final, which I think Damn. was Meatloaf. Dancing yeah. on the ceiling. And then came out and just tore it apart. It was fantastic. Fantastic. So, we, you, so we look OS or do we look local? like uh, Hilltop Rob, Hoods. They were great. They had a sellout at uh, Rod Laver Arena just recently. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wearing that Grosby sweater. I mean, <laughs> we'd all get involved, wouldn't we? Absolutely. All right. Well, that's just yeah, half-time entertainment. It's a big key. There's some and good stuff on the, the cards. the ticket's very pricey. Well, that's the thing. The tickets have been pricey. There's some anger out there, but you've got to remember that you're still watching superstars, world-class players, Kemba Walker. And you know what? I still don't think the game, and I'm sorry whether we're going to get a bit flustered again, I don't think the game is going to be as competitive. That's the second pen that's uh, been lost to this comment. Mr. Negativity. Mr. Tell- Pessimistic. No, I'm the, I'm the optimist. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all for Australia. I'm all in on their boomers. Right. Now, what about merch? Merch, merch, merchandise. They'll oh, be they've, pump, been pump, pump, they've been pumping they it in. out. Who's the number one jersey? What's the number one jersey we've, we've spoken about? For the Patty boomers Mills, or? Ingalls, uh, uh, Andrew Bogart. 
Uh, it might Jock, be Landale. I'm gonna, I'm Who's going to be the number one? I'm going to say it's going to be Paddy Mills because the lead-up game before the game is the Indigenous All-Stars. That is true. Versus the Kingdom of Hawaii. It's the right. first Indigenous basketball game in Victoria that's ever been played. Mm. And they're actually playing tonight, the Indigenous All-Stars. Nice. Uh, yeah. Out of the State Basketball Centre. But Paddy I'm M- going to go Paddy Mills. To sell more jerseys? All right. Now, who's the worst bloke in the Australian Boomers team that just gives nothing? Doesn't doesn't sign anything and whatnot. He's just got a lift in that area. Oh, that was oh, me. Jeez, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everyone's pretty good at the moment. No, I feel like there's one boy like, that's a narc. No, I don't think I don't think there actually is in this group. Barlow's and, a narc, right? And it's been I love Barlow, but he's a narc. He is a narc. Is he Barlow? So yeah. who, who's the best player? Is it was it Paddy Mills just stays around, signs autographs, gets photos, just gives the people what they want. I think it's Paddy and Joe. Paddy and Joe, yeah, which and is Deli. cool because it's two of them. Deli, we're going Deli. with Deli. He's a gun. He is it like for those three, all right, arguably the top three, yeah, four names in the roster. But those three in particular are just outstanding with what they do with their time. Uh, Paddy Mills was in Mildura yesterday, mm. uh, starting a new campaign a for fresh, fresh water for the people down there, and. I mean, they they just do an unbelievable job. They're they're really good ambassadors. I know he's not with us. I mean, I'm a side on on the court compared to some of you guys. He looks relatively small, but what he's six one, six two. Yep. He he, yeah. he compared to me. I mean, come on, <laughs> uh, vertically challenged, but he's quite tall. So it's remarkable to actually walk around you guys, but actually to watch you play the sport and be as quick as you are, and your cardio is phenomenal. It's really good to go and watch them live. Some of these big and, fellas, and it's. Interesting you bring that up because obviously AFL is like the biggest sport in Australia still. And everyone talks about like Buddy Franklin, that he's an absolute freak. Absolutely. But when you go to a basketball court, there's like 10 Buddy Franklins that are ambidextrous, that can run fast, that have got strength, that can jump, all sorts. And so you put him in the freak mold in the AFL and then you put him next to someone, even like someone like Felix. (laughs) Felix would make him look small. Yep. I'll tell you yep. what the issue is, though, and i got a lot of respect for the footy blokes because one hip and shoulder, I reckon my collarbone might be on the other side of my body. True. So you've Mate. got to, there, there is Someone durability that, stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into so, it. So physicality, once again, as a recliner, this bloke sits on the <laughs> recliner and goes, yeah, great, love these boys. You know, have a look at them. How's the weather up there? Physicality. We watch footy, we watch rugby, all that sort of stuff. How close can you get to it before getting fouled physically? If you were going out there to intimidate a opposition player and you had to get on him jump on him what have you learnt throughout your time in basketball that you can push the envelope with well I think you got the resident expert sitting across from you I was more one that just didn't like to enter the keyway and I'd spend a lot of my he time lining them up from outside, outside I, was a, player. Right. I was a shooter more, more of a handball on the outside I'm Isaac, a lover not a fighter Isaac Smith a winger Yeah. <laughs> so physicality elbows standing on toes shoulders what, what can you do can you, you can do a, you can do a lot and I think uh I think growing up, like my grandfather used to say, I don't want to watch basketball. If I wanted to watch basketball, I'd just watch netball as a reference of, (laughs) you know, basketball's not physical. Yeah. And then when I first came uh, back to Australia to play professionally at the Sydney Kings, I got him a seat right underneath the basket in the corporate box just Mm. so he could see what goes on in a keyway as Mm. far as a physicality. And after that, he was transformed into a basketball fan because he was like, shit like that's a lot more physical than what yeah you know i thought basketball was and so what are you allowed to get away like obviously afl nrl union that's another level of physicality yep. if if we could tackle 
I would have been an even better basketball player. But you can't. <laughs> but the fact is, you hold, you use your body constantly. It's, it's all about body position. It's almost like a midfielder who has to keep his feet and learn how to protect himself all at once. Right. That's a constant in the basketball because you've got people running up to try and set screens on you. You've got to have your head on a swivel. You've got to be alert at all times, but expect that sort of contact at any stage. And I was lucky enough to be able to go up to the international level. And while the skill level rises slightly, it's the physicality and the speed of the game that changes. And I think you find that through any sport, any level, the things that go up are the speed and the physicality. And so, and you thrived on that? That I made loved, you a better player? I loved it. And I think it was a byproduct of me being a country kid mm. and I was playing Division One men's basketball in Bunbury, mm. go Bunno, at the age of 14, yep. the first game I ever played, a guy tried to take off my face with his elbow and someone, one of my teammates came off the bench and choked him against the wall. That's the sort of physicality that I got exposed to as a 14-year-old that if you live in a city like yep. Melbourne, you don't get that. You've got to play in your age group. And you needed much. that to fire up like a Luke Hodge, James Sisley. They'll cop a bit of action. If they're playing quiet, they'll actually get into us. Uh, and, and that was me too as a basketball player. I used to just right. fire up and... And it's interesting because you and you were and we talk about how tactical it is with the physicality because we played against each other and you were never just you know put you in the gym the strongest dude on the court, but one of the toughest in terms of that like you could move a dude out of the way pretty easily because you're using your hips and all these all, all, all these other sort of things so you sometimes can't judge a book by its cover in a lot of senses when it comes yep. to the dudes that are real like Montrez Harrell yep. in the NBA a guy like that he's not the most you know physical. I had a kid at 26, mate. I had the dad strength. You know how you, you hold a baby in your arm <laughs> for, for hours on end and then yeah, you yeah. give it to your mate and then your arm's like, oh, my arms get a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> what? Give me one day where they said, were they, you got to stop this bloke, don't care how you do it, and you push that over the limit. Uh, I was playing for Australia, playing against Spain, playing against uh, Rudy Fernandez. Uh, and Rudy, Rudy was known as a bitch, oh. uh, plain and simple. And... Uh, I pretty much got told, don't care what you do, take him out of the game. And uh, I just wore him like a cheap suit. He, he couldn't get – any time he tried to go off a screen, I'd just push him further. I pushed him into the corporate box once just to send a message. See, the, um, only, yeah. the only time that I've ever – it was against Spain as well. Mm-hmm. Ilmain Diop. Now, he plays for he plays for some European team. He had a little stint in the NBA. But it was Guy Malloy that for some reason told me – like, you know, he, he hard fouled and he hard fouled Dante. Yeah. And he told me to go out and get him. And I went out there and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to just elbow this dude clean in the side. Or something like that. I was, I'm just going to smack this guy. Yeah. So I'm down, someone was shooting free throws. We we're both standing. Diop's right next to me. And he turns to me. I forgot what he said, but he said something super nice. Like, hey, sorry for hurting your friend or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, no worries, bro. And then we get in the locker room and guys like, you fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. Not doing anything. Like, what am I going to do? The dizzy's like, it's like the longest yard scene. Like, yeah. I broke in your toy. Like, that sort of thing. I was like, you're broken my rules. So, yeah. Felix, we spoke about physicality, but how do you shake a tagger? Do you, how, how does basketballers shake their tagger? Do they get their mates involved in you? Coach, I want to come out. Put me on the bench. Simple as that. <laughs> no, no, no. Screens. Usually it's going to be you hit them with a hard back screen, is right. usually the, the way to go. So right. you just you just go up to them and stand there and you run them into them. Usually, right. usually, usually it's, it's when they're on your teammates. Yeah, yeah. The, the refs do a good job. I know in college as a shooter, I got it a bit because people noticed that it flustered me a bit, the physicality. Like, not right. that I didn't like being physical, but as a shooter, you like to get in your rhythm, you get in the zone, that sort of thing. So when you're getting someone just niggling you, it always annoy me and yeah. 
and that sort of stuff. So it threw, it off, threw me off my game and it worked throughout my career. But there's really not much you can do. The refs, if you, if you just, I, I used to just, God, I sound like a pussy. I used to just tell the ref and say, watch this guy. It's just yeah. elbow him in the yeah. side. The ref would go, enough quit enough. it. That, yeah. that sort of thing. But then other people, yeah, you can set a hard screen. You do all types of things. It's usually not too legal, but it'll quieten someone my, down. Uh, my one was wait until the foul count got to four and then over-exaggerate <laughs> to get me to the foul line. And I'd get two easy free throws. And so I wouldn't complain yeah. for anything that wasn't in the bonus. Yeah. And then once it got to the bonus time yeah. and someone tried to be a bit more physical with me, I'd just put a little bit of mayo on it. And then the referee would be stupid enough and be like, you can't do that. And then I'd get two easy points from it. Fair. I tell you what, I'm learning a lot here. And I'm learning a lot, but I want to learn more about the upcoming competition. Tell me three things that I don't know about this upcoming competition, uh, USA, Canada, Australia. Give me three things I'm going. I don't know. I'm going to learn leading into this comp. I think uh, Serbia has just been dealt a massive blow in Milos Teodosic not playing. He's been ruled out now. A couple of the European powerhouses aren't going to be look this and the annoying I thing. I think it's going to be the most open World Cup that we've seen in a long time. Hugely open, right? and that's why I say Greece. Look, Greece have put up. They they went to OT. I believe it was with Serbia. Yep. Uh, Teodosic less Serbia but they went to overtime so there's a chance there and you, you know you give them some momentum Giannis is impossible to stop in the NBA and he's even it appears to be even harder to stop in the FIBA game which is weird because he doesn't have a great jump shot but it's just that length it, it, it really just remarkable to watch and if you yep. are going to watch a game probably try to watch a game where Greece is involved Right. Spain's a little down right now well hugely Spain have been hit harder than Australia have in terms of talent Yep. So this is, you know, we talk about maybe we should lower our expectations for Australia, but you lower everyone else's expectations. So maybe you, le- you level out the playing field a bit there. And there could be, you never know, sometimes there's a, an African nation that comes out and surprises everyone. All right. So Greece, watch out. Who's going to be MVP at the end of this? Well, I think the leading scorer of the competition is going to be Paddy Mills again. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been doing it time and time again for a couple, couple of tournaments now. And I think we saw in that first game in Perth versus Canada that he has that that license and that free range to shoot early. And I think Andre Lamanis is starting to learn the way he's got to play this year in the NBL, which is going to be a little bit more fast-paced and take risks in the first eight seconds of the shot clock where he has typically been, let's work it through, to get a better shot at the end of the shot clock. So mm. if they... Uh, Unlace the chains, I can definitely see Paddy because you've got two great playmakers in Joe Ingles and Matthew Delvadova that it. can Give it to create Paddy. and get the ball to him in the right spot. Yeah. But Paddy's still one of the best shots you'll see in the league and scores. Yeah. Another one for me is Didi Lazada. Luzada, however we can pronounce Luzada. that one. The next stars, what a great name, Didi the, the next stars player. I'd love to see a Brian Taylor announce that one on the broadcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he signed with the Sydney Kings under the controversial next stars agreement, which for him, is, of course, he's already a, a pro. Yeah. Probably shouldn't be under that, but you know what? They've found a bit of a grey area there and they've locked him in. Now's the time we're really going to be able to see where we're going to rank Sydney. Because if he comes out and starts putting, he's playing for Brazil, if he comes out and puts in an all-star sort of performance, which a lot of people think he could do for Brazil, then we're going to start having to look at Sydney as a serious contender. He, um, I looked at their roster this morning. I mean, it's pretty much the same roster that I used to play against with yeah. Anderson Varejao, uh, uh, Huertas, uh, mm. Barbosa, experience. all those guys. They've got a lot of experience. But what he showed in the summer league 
and then he's transfer. Tough. He's going to be tough. He's tough. And you mentioned like, those I, names. I, I, Fuertes has been around for a long time. Brazil is going to be a tough team as well. So you really can't sleep on them. Absolutely. All right, boys. Give me the headline at the end of the World Cup. For the six o'clock news, done and dusted, the headline is... Australia, fuck it up again. Bank Felix, strong, <laughs> strong, were they? Um, USA doesn't medal. Ooh. Oh. The now C it, team doesn't medal. Because, USA. hear me out, international competition is all about the three ball. And being out, like we're touted as one of the better three-point shooting teams. Definitely. And we saw in game one, uh, if I look at my stats here, in game one, we shot 17%, six of 34 from three, okay? While Canada was at 40%. So this this shows you. Game two, uh, we were at 38%, 12 of 38. They were at 28% at seven of 25. Now, all that being said, if I look at the Team USA roster obviously they've got shooters around them what sort of style are they going to play and are they going to be too individual where they get into the keyway and people want to make plays like those floaters just below the foul line I think Popovich coaching changes that a bit I think he's got enough respect throughout that group especially because it's young players that he's got enough respect for them to be able to buy into that system a little bit. But when you talk about them not med, I still think that they're going to smack Australia in these games. But when you talk about them not meddling, that is a possibility because, because you, it takes, they, they takes could, one game because they could implode. They could implode, and then they're, if they're playing for a bronze medal, are they like, oh, fuck this, that sort of attitude? And when you've got a young team, that can creep in a bit more. If Does Kuzma get annoyed that he's not getting the shots over Jason Tatum? Is Jalen Brown saying, hey, you know, I, I agreed to play for this team so I could actually show what I can do? Donovan Mitchell starts having a bad tournament. We know exactly where he's going with that. He's still putting up 30 shots a game. So well, there's where potentially, I, I can agree with you on that, where there's, there's a chance that they may not medal. I'm exhausted. I feel like I've played the World Cup. <laughs> I've learned so much, boys. Mate, are we uh, are we um, a chance to get on three wide no cover? What, what's what's the, going? Award, the award-winning racing podcast? I'll three wide what, no cover, yeah. voted by the public. That is. Sorry, we only made number one in Australia. <laughs> at our, our if I was giving out tips on three wide no cover, I'll tell you what, this company will make a lot of money. You are welcome. But I've got a little multi just to leave you with. <laughs> okay. For the weekend sports yep. bit. Jump on your new sports bit app, folks, because it's all right there. It's foolproof. Hey, even Mr. T can use it. What are you saying, fool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Avilius to win the Wink Stakes on Saturday. Oh. Into Paddy Mills MVP. Hey, there we go. There's my little multi. Because you can do that now. You can mix your racing and your sport. What a world we live Whoa. in. It's been a pleasure, SD. Gamble responsibly <laughs> yes, if you are going to throw that one on. Yes. But thank you, SD. We appreciate the airport for allowing Homicide to sneak his phone through customs and get on the get on the line with us. <laughs> Were though fantastic and passionate as always. We're not sure when we'll be back, but hopefully fairly soon. But enjoy these next few games. And remember, we get it. LeBron's not there. Steph Curry's not there. But pack your enjoy shit up. It. Enjoy it. Enjoy the Australia. game. Come on. Barrack for the boomers. Rumor of the red hot shot, according to Were though. But anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.